Voices of the Temple, official podcast of the Temple of Witchcraft, exploring mystery and magic through love, will, and wisdom, hosted by Adam Sartwell. Welcome to the second part of my conversation with Selena. But before we get into that, let's invoke space together. I call upon the Great Spirit. I call upon the two who move as one. Through the three rays of love, will, and wisdom, I call upon the Goddess, she who is the Maiden, Mother, and Crone, Creator, Sustainer, and Destroyer, Weaver of the Web. I call to the God, Lord of Light and Lord of Darkness, God of the Green and the Gold, God of the Horn and the Red, Singer of the Song. Be with us now and forever. So would it be. Enjoy. Yeah, no, I resonate uh, a little bit of that with uh, one of the teachings that I feel like comes from my own experience teaching uh, is that I cannot force anyone to learn something. In that I can, <laughs> Yeah, I can only set the table and put out the food, but I cannot make them eat it. I cannot make them sit with me or chat with me. Uh I can only offer in that way. And sometimes, you know, uh, I've had students who are like, well, why didn't you push me to do this? I'm like, I told you exactly what you needed to do. It's not my job to, to like spoon feed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I can guide you. I can, I can provide some of the information, but if you don't take it in, that's not my fault, you know? Um, you know, and that's a big step too in the practice of witchcraft. Like mm-hmm. if you're seeking to learn, you have to seek, you have to take a step for your own healing and your own growth and your mm-hmm. own connection with divinity. Nobody can do that for you. You have to take a step, but yeah. there, there are those that want you to feed it to them and you can't because your experience of it is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and also who has time? I don't have the energy to do that anymore. I, you know, in my youth, I tried to push down information, but it always backfires. So they spit it back up. You can't do that. They can't (laughs) or they choke on it. Uh, You know, I'm having so much fun hanging out with you, Adam. There's usually other people around. So this may be the first time it's just been you and me. I know there's listeners, but they're not here right now. (laughs) Oh, so what i have next is the archetype of aquarius is the rebel and yet it's a miss it's the ministry about community and connection and community building so what's the nature of that paradox within the temple within the temple i'm glad you said that you know when i was going through Witchcraft by. Um, we talk about the different, we follow the path of the of the zodiac. And when we got to Aquarius, I was like, this is completely not what I thought Aquarius was supposed to be at all um, in my own workings. And I think I probably did have that rebel, you know, let's let's shake everything up, let's break everything down, let's, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but after doing the work and after really working with the spirit of Aquarius ministry, 
there's that is one aspect that can be an expression of Aquarius for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a necessary expression of Aquarius, but I think there are, I think that's one level and on a maybe more expansive level is a better way to say, um, there's the bigger picture. Like Aquarius is, is that rebel archetype because they can see beyond the pre, the current situation, the current structures. They have that, that expansive view. And, you know, being one of the outer planets, being one of the transpersonal signs, that's where you really need to look, especially for an air sign, you know, um, that's going to be about the mind. That's going to be about ideas. That's going to be about communicating those ideas. When we talk about the age of Aquarius, we're not talking about the age, of, you know, it's not a dystopian, you know, society. It's a utopia, right? So mm-hmm. that transition is where you get a lot of that. But how does that look? That looks like everybody coming to the table with their individuality, communicating clearly and thoughtfully together. Um, so, so fewer hierarchical structures, perhaps, um, but more of a flow of communication, a flow of ideas, a flow, the opening the way for inspiration to flow in a, in a circular, you know, type way rather than a, waterfall down type way. I don't know if I'm making sense. I sound like a crazy person right now, <laughs> but my, my idea of Aquarius and the archetype of the rebel, I, I think of Aquarius as the connector. I think of Aquarius as the weaver. Um, so my ideas of Aquarius go well with, with the ideas of community. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's that Promethean sort of light bearer idea. You know, you have that divine inspiration, that lightning strike. And how do you deliver that to community? You have to do it in a way that can be heard. And that's not, and a way that can be experienced. And that's not always a, let's shake everything up, tear everything down sort of way that, Mm. I mean, that can be a way. I don't want to live through that way. Is is there another way? Can we do it through communication? (laughs) We do it through sharing of thought. Um, That's the way I, I perceive it myself Mm. and that's the way i pursue for aquarius ministry (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) well one of the things that i i like about aquarius is the symbol of aquarius so like it's a you know jagged lightning strike basically sideways um but i think without knowing it they were drawing like radio waves yeah they were drawing you know like something that is a vibration that goes through and connects us all um, but each in our own different way. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think about the, the water bearer, right. And mm-hmm. they're pouring out, there's a flow there and yeah. it, and it feeds when you pour out water, what does that do? It nourishes, it feeds, it flows, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I guess it could, if it's a lot of water, I suppose it could break stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it's interesting to just talking about, um, constellations um mm-hmm. the 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 water bearers pouring the water out and it's sort of we've got this um the the watcher star for aquarius is pommel hot and it's like between mm-hmm. aquarius and pisces it's technically part of pisces which is an interesting connection point i think um the the water from aquarius is supposed to be feeding the the fish of pisces um and so i think that's an interesting dynamic because pisces works so much with ritual and with community as well. So I think that's just an interesting connection 
that yeah. I don't know if it has anything to do with what we were talking about. I just think it's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't really think about it that way. Um, I've always thought of um, Aquarius as clouds as it is, you know, air bearing water. Yeah. And then that flows out of that cloud. Um, and one of the things that I, you know, in considering choosing people for, for, for that position, I was like, okay, well, yes, there's a rebel, but what does a rebel join? It joins a reb, a, a revolution a yeah. or a rebellion. Uh, and it, that's how it connects with community. It finds other rebels and creates that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I'm going to slip into star Wars. So you, you go into, you know, how, you know, the rebellion is little tiny cells spread out through space, you know, mm-hmm. and they're all working for the same goal and they're all individually doing their own actions and things like that. But they're all one part of a larger community working towards the same goal. Yeah. And that's what I, that's my thoughts about Aquarius. About you. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that because when they're, they're not fighting against themselves. You know what I mean? Like they're not no. fighting against their own, their own interests. Um, I, yeah, I can definitely see that. And you mentioned before that all acts of witchcraft are an act of rebellion because we are, uh, you know, outside of the primary social order, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Right. Now I want like a little ship of my own right i I should have one why don't we have those yeah i don't know i don't know why we don't have tardises myself but that would be my top pick yeah if i was gonna pick a ship i'm like yeah having an infinite like dimension inside my ship that'd be great um (laughs) that was very formative for me as a kid because we watched it on pbs and all of that and so uh there's an episode where they basically adventure around the TARDIS and there's a pool and mm-hmm. like all of these different things. And I'm like, that's awesome. You could travel. I know you only pool. ever see the control room. And yeah. then yeah. <laughs> how much bigger is it on the inside? Yes. Yeah. So, um, what, and speaking of Aquarius ministry, more oh, yes. the practical parts of this. Uh, what are your immediate and long-term plans for Aquarius ministry? These are some heavy questions for week one. I just have to stay. I know. Um, but okay. Um, my immediate plans are to um, kind of get organized and get some um, communication. I have one deputy, so I will be looking for some more. Um, uh, and information will hopefully be coming out about that in time maybe by the time this is out um maybe maybe before then i don't know but we will be looking for some more deputies in aquarius um i am really excited about we, i think we've got a lot of the community celebration stuff we have temple fest going on so hopefully we can talk about that a little bit before we will we go. yeah so i'll just glaze over that um we have temple fest so that's a big that's a big thing mm-hmm. um but i really want to start educating myself and educating my deputies and hopefully educating ministers in the temple about working um, for disaster preparedness um, for community relief efforts. Like how can we work with our local communities? I, I personally think that 
we do ourselves a disservice as witches by removing ourselves from the greater community because they can be a real pain sometimes, but, um, but they think we don't exist. They think we're fairy tales because they don't see us. They don't see us out working. They don't know our names. Um, I came from a small town where a lot of people are already related and, um, but we all knew each other, you know, mm-hmm. and there's no reason that witches can't be part of that community and can't show up and be present when there's things going on in the community. We should be represented because we live here. You know, we are here. We function here. We work here. We pay our taxes. We, we should be seen. And, and uh, especially our elderly tend to be overlooked. We don't necessarily have the same care structure set up. Um, but I think we're relatively young altogether as a, as a religion, mm-hmm. I, you know, if you want to use that, I'll use my, air, my invisible air quotes now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> some people don't like that word. That's okay. Um, so I don't think we've really set up the structures to take care of our, our, our elders, our pagan elders, as they approach their geriatric years. As I approach my geriatric years, yeah. I want to have some structures set up to help support me. We'll call um, it saging. They're saging. saging. Oh, yes. The saging. Mm-hmm. Not the aging. Saging. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I've just got a lot of grays, so I'm starting to worry. Uh, but yeah, I think I think there's not been a real focus on creating that village. Um, but we're already living in villages. We, there are already resources within our uh, physical communities, you know, our mundane communities, more finger quotes everywhere mm-hmm. um, that are there to support us as well as members of the community. And I want to see us contributing and being fed by those sources as well. That's awesome. Maybe that. Voices of the Temple is brought to you by our many wonderful sponsors for the Temple of Witchcraft Community Center Fund, including our anonymous and monthly contributors. Special thanks to the Robin's Nest, a metaphysical community in all ways for always. Located in Bellingham, Massachusetts, the Robin's Nest offers a wide selection of magical tools, divination decks, books, crystals, incense, herbs, oils, teas, and candles for all of your spiritual and magical needs. The Nest also offers up a wide range of services, including psychic readings, rituals, and classes. Shop online at therobinsnestma.com or come to visit in person and be greeted by the sounds of running water, tinkling chimes, and laughing voices as you step into the magical realm. If you would like to become a sponsor for Voices of the Temple and contribute to the Temple of Witchcraft Community Center Fund, please contact Debbie Stellhorn at Debbie, and that's an I-E, Stellhorn at templeofwitchcraft.org. Or look for more information at our website at templeofwitchcraft.org. Answers your question. I don't know. Yeah, I think that, you know, to sort of recap what you said, you want to have Temple Fest happen. You want to organize where you're at, get more deputies. And uh, for long term plans, it's really uh, finding ways for witches to do outreach uh, to both their communities and to each other and form sort of a web of 
uh, support. Yeah, I think we should get along. I'm tired of the witch war era, and I would like to go into the witch community, the witch village era. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it is... I've had enough of witch wars. Have you? I'm done. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you have to think that uh, one of the magical tools that witches use is their ego. Mm-hmm. And they raise it and praise it to make it stronger so that you can point your ego at something and get something done. But we don't realize it is just a tool. It's not us. It's and not. sometimes that that will, that force of will, mm-hmm. can also bring with it all your personal projections. Yeah. You know? So we got to have that clarity too. And yeah. everybody else's will is just as important. Yeah. And, and learning how to, you know, uh, blend the edges of that so that you can have community will together. Yeah. Or and, you're not going to get anything done. Yeah. Not, not anything big, mm-hmm. you know? No, you might be able to do a couple things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but will that really serve the community in the long run? I'm shrugging right now. I know they can't see it, but it's an invisible shrug. It's an invisible shrug, but I don't know. I don't (laughs) think it will. Um, Well, anyway, if we look to the past, um, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, when we started forming the temple, we had to think about um, how many of the pagan organizations have lasted past their founders dying. Not many. And not many. Um, and even when they do, there are in, there's infighting and things like that. And we're trying to build something that is a bit more of that utopian community instead of, uh, and I, yeah, that's in air quotes <laughs> for quotes, sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, like utopia, um, right. but we are trying to build a, a better witchcraft cooperative, community. maybe and cooperative and, you know, that sees the needs and fills it. Yeah. But. Yeah, oh, I, it needs to survive past you guys because I hope to survive past you guys, if if only by a few years. Um, <laughs> I like. I hope no, that don't you leave can. us in chaos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we do think about those things and and how that looks because, um, I mean, when we're recording this, it's not that far from when um, our friend Raven passed, and you know we. Not that his community is dissolved in any way, but, you know, I look at what does it look like when uh, the leader, like a leader disappears and vanishes into the other realm. And it's hard. It's hard work um, to keep a community together and keep it going forward. And um, so... And even just to keep the, his books in print. Uh, <laughs> that's, you know? that's hard even when the structures are there. Like it's already mm-hmm. hard because, mm-hmm. you know, if you lose your founder or your founders, um, they're holding an energetic space, which yeah. especially if it's over time, which is why I'm glad we have three. Um, because when it's one, uh, I don't know. Those people can sometimes crack a little bit. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you all have each other. But um, but also just just the emotional upset, just just the processing that, you know, the the that current dissipating, not dissipating, but energetically, there's there's 
difficulty to process anyway. So if the structures aren't there, you know, mm. and who's it going to go to and who's stepping in here and here's how this works. And, you know, mm -hmm. that's, yeah. that's necessary. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad we think about stuff like that. Oh yes. We are always thinking, uh, and looking poor, towards the future <laughs> and, uh, you know, looking at things and going, what is the most skillful way that I can handle this? Um, and help our community at the same time and all of that. Uh, it takes a lot. And also we, you know, have this whole like aligning ourselves each year with a new ray and, uh, you know, all of that. And, you know, we, <laughs> in the beginning, uh, and I will tell, I will tell this. So, uh, Christopher had it that we were going to be our rays forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said, no, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> I'm like, I cannot be the blue ray forever. Um, because it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I mean, I love people and I'll, and, and I do, uh, enjoy the blue ray years because they're a little more relaxed. A rat, relax, I'll put relaxed and yet emotional usually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I was saying that, you know, we need to switch because we're I, human beings mm -hmm. and we're aligned with all of those rays and we can't help not being aligned with all of them. And, uh, since then, uh, I know I've talked about this before, but the experience of having, of flowing with a ray for a year and letting that flow through you to the community. Each one has a different uh, manifestation for me. So uh, Red Ray, because it's the first Ray, uh, I get super like busted down, make it happen. Uh, and sometimes I'm very frustrated with people for the whole year because I'm like, no, we need to do this. This is my will. You know, this is the will of the temple. Do it. Um, and, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I need to like relax. And, and then you get into the Blu-ray and it's a little more relaxed. I find myself, you know, making emotive statements sometimes and I'll be like, wait, whoa, you know, um, sort of thing. And then there's this emotional flow so to speak mm -hmm. and the timeless nature of like whoa it's already you know <laughs> i have this meeting right now <laughs> yeah and yellow ray i find myself mediating mm. the whole year like mediating between people mediating between the three of us mediating you know like and i show up and i'm like oh here's my wisdom for you like here you go and then I'm off to do it, do it in some other place. And I, I, it's interesting. I have observed it because I'm like, someone's going to inherit this at some point. Yeah. And that position and the energy that it flows through and they've got to have a good clear vessel and, and have some good uh, introspective work to yeah. back it up. And you guys have been building those um, currents for a long time with the aid of the community. So that's mm -hmm. yeah. going to be difficult shoes for anyone to step into. I do not <laughs> envy them. So, <laughs> I am glad you guys switch off, though, because 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. that. I, I think I feel like I could be become dangerous if we stayed in the Blu-ray for too long. Um, or the Red Ray. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, my like natural, I'm going to put that in Your natural house? <laughs> my natural like inclination is Blu-ray of like, yeah, whatever. We see it, we do it. We, you know, <laughs> don't worry, we'll spiral back around to it. Woo! You know, like, <laughs> um, and I know, uh, my own sort of fey manifestations of like, Adam, where the heck did you come from? And I was like, I've been here for 10 minutes. <laughs> watching you all. And I was just out of phase, I guess, you know, so <laughs> I feel like I uh, need to watch the Blu-ray quite, you know, <laughs> <laughs> be careful. <laughs> yeah. Be careful because you can slip off into fairy and be watching people and they do not see you. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's dangerous <laughs> for them <laughs> um anyway so let's move back to aquarius sorry yes yes okay. we got to talk aquarius so right. one of the key things that aquarius ministry has done since its inception is that big event temple fest Temple Fest. Yeah. So first of all, this question is sort of broken up into things. So one, what is your experience coming into Temple Fest and experiencing the multitude of things that we have, it has manifested now uh, because of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, and now as the, and I'm putting this in air quotes, post-pandemic, uh, <laughs> it has changed and shifted a lot. So what are your experiences of that? And then after you're done with that, the next question we'll is... We'll ask the second question. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll ask the second question. Okay, good. Um, yes, this is an exciting question. I don't know how long this show goes, but no one can stop us. So here we no. are. And Great. honestly, I... I, uh, I just did a recording with Chris Jarreau. It went over an hour and uh, I broke it into two. Oh, great. Okay. So, so you have all the power. I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Temple Fest, my first, okay, let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, my first two years of mystery school were in per where with an in-person kind of book study type class. And then I went online with Christopher's online classes in witchcraft three. So, mm -hmm. Witchcraft 3 was my first real, it was kind of a, an awakening in so many ways because I, I didn't really realize how much temple community there was and how much everything was going on and kind of back to what I was talking about before. So for me, that was a huge, and plus it's Witchcraft 3. So there's already going to be some, some stuff. Um, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm um, making head explosion mo motions for those who yes. can't see it. <laughs> Um, and don't believe the hype about witchcraft three, uh, maybe some of it, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so I, that was my first connection with the temple, the, the larger community of the temple. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had a mentor and I had a mentee and I had, um, classmates that were all over the place. And it was, it was, it was just, it was really something. I'll tell you what, because we had such a small community and I had been a solitary for a long time, as I mentioned. And, you get into the mindset, and I don't know if this happens. I can just speak for my area. Here in the Southeast, in the Bible Belt, um, 
people are in the mindset. I think it's just floating in the zeitgeist that there's nothing around here. You're misunderstood. Nothing is available to you. And it's just flat wrong. It's just completely wrong. There's tons of things going on. You just have to seek it out. Um, but I didn't seek it out. And when I did, I, it blew my mind. So my very first year in the online school, I came to Temple Fest because I was like, I'm going up there. I'm getting my consecration at Temple Fest. I'm coming. And I have not stopped going since that time. Um, so my first experience coming into Temple Fest, I might cry. It's fine. Um, it was really incredible for someone who's at a distance. And I, I know how it feels to organize a festival and an event. And when you know everybody and you're in planning and admin mode, everything can kind of feel very stressful. Um, and it can really take you out of the experience of what you're creating at times. So coming in without all of that, um, it was really an awakening and beautiful experience for me to, to connect with people who had the same experience of technique that I had, who spoke sort of the same language and, and used our, our very occult words in similar ways. Like we had an understanding of each other and um, it was it was fucking beautiful. So my first year is when you did. Can I swear on this podcast? I'm sorry. You can. I just <laughs> did. Um, my first uh, year there, you were leading the um, the ritual of the fallen stars at mm -hmm. at Jocelyn's farm, and um, it was absolutely incredible. And and I didn't know you. I didn't know Steve. I didn't. I didn't know anybody. Um, but to be welcomed in and to feel like Hey, we don't even know you. You're, you're some kid in the online school, right? That's the way I felt coming in, but I did not feel that way when I left. Everybody was welcoming. I, it was beautiful. And I, and I left and, um, and I've come back every single year and it's just, it's just continued to, there's always a place for me. You know, there's always a place for people. If you reach out and say, Hey, I want to help. They'll find you something to do. There's, there's a way to help. There's a way to participate. Um, you may have to seek it out, you know, but it's there. And when we moved to online, which everything in 2020, we were all there. We know, um, I thought it was handled so beautifully and I don't know what it looked like on the other side. It may have been very stressful and chaotic that did not read, um, for me from the outside. Um, I think everything moved online and we were still able to connect able to connect more so I thought, which is great because now we have Temple Hearth, which is forever online. And so that gives access to people who don't necessarily have the means to travel or the ability to travel or the desire to travel. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's a wonderful thing that came out of it. Um, I did go to Temple Fest last year and it was in person, of course, because I don't miss Temple Fest. Um, and it was, it was, it was like we hadn't been apart for all those years. You know, I hadn't seen you guys since 2019. And you just rolled up and hopped out of the car and was like, hey, where are we, where, where do we need to put these chairs? And it did not feel like we had been apart all of that time. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think that really speaks to the community that we have built and, and that we made it through all of that. 
Um, and so it was nice. It was just one day last year. It was um, back at Jocelyn's farm, which was sort of bittersweet for me because that's where my first one was. Um, and it was beautiful to be back together. And this year, are we are we talking about this year yet? Or well, not we yet? haven't gotten there yet. But uh, okay, I'm going to be quiet. So what? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to, you know, sort of uh, respond to some of that. Yeah. So, like, you know, I I have not missed a Temple Fest. So I, I, you know, put that forward to everyone who's listening that like I was there when we did it on someone's farm that wasn't, wasn't Jocelyn's like, well, the fir- very first one I was there. Um, and I have seen it grow and shrink a little bit because of COVID and all of that. Um, and there were decisions that had to be made at, you know, what, for the safety of our community and we we're big on like the board is very big on safety and making sure everyone is safe and 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 secure um and healthy and all of that and so we had to make the decision to go online and that was not a popular decision um and be very there were lots of emotions there were lots of cup cards flying around um and you know, it it's good to hear that that flow of communication back there didn't flow into the community. Um, and then we were able to, you know, pull off an event that we'd never done online before. Like we'd had never had an, an online event um, during that time. I know so, we did so much growing. Yeah. Like the whole thing, there was a big shift. Um, and then, you know, and from that, we learned that we could do online events and uh, Temple Hearth, I do feel, was born from that. Um, and it was really, uh, because Temple Fest is so open, we wanted something that was specific to our energy. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't about, you know, who's the best author at the moment or who's you know whatever it's all about temple community coming together and teaching each other um so yeah i have i have a special place in my heart now for temple hearth um that i I won't say that it's you know taken over but i enjoyed it so much that and the fact that you could you know listen to the the things later was really great because by the second day I was like, I need a nap. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> um, so, uh, which is not always uh, an option for me at Temple Fest. <laughs> you know, like I can't be like, all right, everyone deal with your own Temple store sales. I'm going to go um, take a nap. Take a nap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just put a cot back there. Just yeah, <laughs> um, But so we have a lot to talk about with Temple Fest this year. So why don't you dive into what are some of our plans for Temple this this year? And I know by the time maybe this comes out, there'll be information about who's the headliners and all of that of of Temple Fest this year. But um, what can you tell us about Temple Fest right now? Oh my gosh. Well, first I want to give a huge, huge shout out to the other two um, Rays that are planning Temple Fest. That's Liz Graham and Dawn uh, Karstoff are doing incredible, incredible work getting everything planned and organized. And we have a new venue this year. 
which is exciting. Um, it's a bigger space. It's got uh, more classroom spaces, internet, high-speed internet available, but stay off your phones. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's nice to have. And um, bigger uh, sleeping areas, lots of like in-suite bathrooms in the dormitories and things like that. Indoor vendor spaces. It's really a fantastic location. Um, lots of walking trails and outdoor ritual spaces. There's, um, there's an amphitheater that has, that we, we hope will be the home of our sacred fire this year. And it's right on the lake. So it's just a really beautiful place. And, um, we're working with nature's classroom, which is who we've worked with before. So mm -hmm. there's a familiarity there and they're excited about, um, everything we're doing. So our contact is absolutely wonderful and um, just very interested. Like, I, I don't know if I can say this. Yet. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but we have been having conversations about um, having uh, someone do a, a workshop on blacksmithing and bringing mm. a forge there. And they're completely open to that idea, which is amazing. Um, so that may be this year, that may be in a future year. I don't know, but we have that option and that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the new venue. We've got some exciting events. It's going to be three days this year instead of four. Um, some of that was because we had to find a new venue. Um, so, you know, the timing was not ideal to get four days, but next year we will have four days. Um, so we're going to have the first night of Temple Fest. We're going to have a night market, which is going to be sort of like a goblin market. And it's going to be a social event. So you definitely want to come Friday night. Um, everybody will have a chance to reconnect and our vendors can hawk their wares, you know, and there will be feasting and music and all of the exciting things that we enjoy at a festival. It's going to feel like a festival. Um, so that'll be the night market. And then we're going to have classes and keynotes on Saturday and rituals on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then we'll have our fairy walk on Saturday night, which is going to be amazing. And there's a lottery for that. So the people who will be chosen for the fairy walk have to be in attendance at the night market Friday night. Mm. So know that that's where the lottery will be chosen. Um, and yeah, what did I say? Did I say all the things? <laughs> there may I be think so. I mean, I, uh, I'm, we've got night market with the goblins and all of that i'm kind of excited for that i've got some ideas for some themed things to put in the store, the store. Yay. um uh and i also have a decoration vision for myself so uh, we'll see how that turns out i won't give anything away here because i'm like uh well we'll Just see if case. i can pull it yeah. off um <laughs> i believe in you adam you can do yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, well, it has to do with um, mural painting and things like that. So, uh, which I've done before, like, I've been paid to do mural paint before. So, uh, it'll it'll be fun. I hope so. Crossing my fingers there. Um, but, uh, so we talked about the night market. And uh, I know we have the fairy walk, which is people coming and uh, experiencing people bringing forth our own fairy court that we wear, work with and them representing those fairy beings as you walk through the forest and you'll get 
messages and sorts of fun stuff like that. And you talked about um, rituals and things like that. I know Christopher's got one that he's bubbling and percolating and he's supposed to be bubbling and percolating it with me. So we'll bounce off each other at some point. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully we'll get some percolation time. Uh, And I know that sounds dirty. Sorry. It sounds naughty. (laughs) (laughs) Now. um, Yeah. So there, there's going to be new space, Um, better facilities and the fact that uh, I want to say there's also um, like halls and things and Mm -hmm. classrooms and people having their own uh, access to their own toilet kind of in some spaces. Won't that be nice? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's quite a few um, rooms that have an in-suite bathroom. So yeah, there's even some like single occupancy rooms for those of you who don't like people but want to come to the festival mm-hmm. you yeah. know so so there may be different registration options for those we're still in the, in the finalization of those um those those exact pricings for the single rooms yeah and you know sometimes the part of the experience is to share it with someone if you're bringing uh, a person with you or um that can also be nice as well or just meeting a new person and and being able to click, you know. I have a fun story for you. Okay. Sure. <laughs> About that. All um, right. So my best friend ever, I met at Temple Fest because we were roommates. And I had no awareness of this person before that, but that's where we met. And we became instant best friends. And that was what? eight years ago. When was that? I don't know. Some years. (laughs) Um, so yeah, part of the experience is, you know, sharing a, sharing a space with people and, you know, we don't have the cabins this year, but yeah, there's more bathrooms available in general. So that's nice. More showers. That's good. Um, Mm -hmm. but you really don't necessarily spend a whole lot of time in your sleeping space. Anyway, you're going to be out in classes. You're going to be out in the, the, areas where you can be out in nature you're going to be in the eating halls and things like that you know socializing so i i've spent very little time actually in my room at temple fest I, and when i'm there i'm just passed out asleep because the morning bell's going to go off and i gotta <laughs> eat before <laughs> before yeah. the food is gone so yeah no i think that is part of the experience and uh this space that we're talking about is uh in massachusetts so it's not in New Hampshire. Um, it's, I want to say it's about an hour and 15 minutes from the temple um, because uh, Steve just went to go and see the space. So he knew, he was like, it's about an hour and 15 minutes. I'm like, okay. Um, and, you know, because like once we get there, I'm not going back to the house. Uh, <laughs> so everything's got to be in the car. Um Anyway, uh, so it's an hour and 15 from us, but, you know, like from Boston or um, from uh, Hartford in Connecticut, it's about an hour. And I'm going to put that in quotations to get there. So it really is convenient in the fact that people can fly into to Boston, get a, you know, maybe get a car or... I, I, 
<laughs> what want, do we do? Would you like yeah, to? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, what witches do to get to places, to grab to their them. brooms and, you yeah, know. just fly. Yeah. Um, I usually, and I think most of the distance people will either rent a car and try to find a buddy to share that with, because um, it has to usually just kind of sit for mm. a few days while you're at Timble Fest. But I will say um, the previous venue, I used to fly into Manchester because mm-hmm. Boston, um, not the city, the airport. Um, but the the travel time from Manchester to where it was at the Sargent Center previously was the same, was about the same travel distance. You know, it, was, it took me about an hour to get there. Um, but what was I talking about? Oh, traveling. Sorry. <laughs> Brains, okay. they're hard. It's hard. Um, traveling from, uh, coming in at a distance, I usually would fly in the day before and rent a car. And that's what I would use to drive. But there are, um, there's an airport that's actually only about 30 minutes away. It's a regional Mm -hmm. airport. So I don't know if they get service from everywhere, but they get service from Jackson, Mississippi. So that's where I'm going to be flying in. And it's like 20 minutes from the venue. We're also, um, looking into options at this exact moment. I don't have the specifics. But we are looking into options for a shuttle to pick up people from Boston Logan on Friday and bring them in and then take them back on Sunday. So that would be a that would be a service that you pay for. And the price will be lower depending on how many people utilize it. So um, if you're planning on coming at a distance, you know, let us know. Um, surely there'll be some some option in the registration about whether you want to utilize the shuttle or not. Um but yeah, but there's there's also buses that actually run um, from Boston right to just within a few minutes. So there's lots of like public transit that is not necessarily available in New Hampshire hmm. in the same way. So I think that yeah. will be um, a benefit for, for distance travelers. I know I'm looking forward to not paying for a rental car to sit in the sun for four days uh, this year. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. use the shuttle or I may be there the day before. So I might have to use some other means of getting there, but no rental cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so when people are making their plans, that's, it's a good thing to know that um, we'll be in the space and there'll be food there and um, you won't have to run off to get anything or you, once you're there, you're there, and you can sort of take it as a retreat with it, with all of your temple peeps. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, so that I I'm feeling complete on what we're talking about Welcome. with Temple Fest. Registration opens July 1st. This all is right. before July 1st. It opens July 1st. If this is after July 1st, get registered for Temple Fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and it'll be cool to have a space where we're all together. And did I say in, July 1st? June 1st. Did, June 1st. June 1st. Oh, that's much earlier. That is a whole month earlier. So I correct myself. <laughs> yeah. June so, 1st. Uh, so by the time this is out, it should be open. Yay. So, that's exciting. Yeah. It's super exciting. And uh, we hope to see everyone there. Yeah, so. That information is on the Temple of Witchcraft website um, mm-hmm. under, I think it's events and then Temple Fest. And there you'll find all the info, all mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> and if you are, you know, not able to find it right away, you can always use the search function to put in Temple Fest and it'll pop right up. So uh, with that, 
<laughs> I want people to go forth and uh, like do sign up for Temple Fest, and you know when you're there, say hello to Selena and say it correctly. Say Selena, no, that's uh, right. <laughs> I will be there for sure, running around, mm-hmm. doing all the things. Yeah, and, and if you see her, ask her if she needs help. Do and look, Team Temple Fest um, is a fantastic bunch of folks, and we're always looking for extra hands. We have a volunteer coordinator who I'm sure will still be accepting volunteer roles, particularly if you're a student in the mystery school. We've got a job for you. So come pitch in, be part of the community. And I cannot wait to see everyone. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Selena, for. Selena. 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 Come on. <laughs> I'll get it in my head. You'll get it. You'll yeah, get it. I'll get it at some point and I will say I it instantly whatever, every so. time. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we will uh, say goodbye to our listeners. Goodbye, listeners. And we're going to close down our space. So take a deep breath. Come into presence with yourself and all the things around you. As we thank the great spirit. We thank the two who move as one. We thank the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. We thank the great goddess and the great God who move through us and work with us. May we recognize your presence in our lives. Blessed be. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Thank you for right. having me. This was You're lovely. Welcome. Yay. Well, uh, I'm going to say goodbye to our listeners. Bye, listeners. Bye, listeners. You've been listening to Voices of the Temple. The contents of this podcast are copyright Temple of Witchcraft 2023. For more information, please visit us at templeofwitchcraft.org.